Today's episode of Daily DVR is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head over to CuffLinks.com right now. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. Now listen, the Delta's out there. COVID's still around. We know that. But people are going outside. You can be safe. And if you're going to be outside and you're going to be safe, you know what you're going to be doing? Looking good because you went to CuffLinks.com. Whether you're getting married, going to a wedding, you want some nice fall accessories, okay? And when I say accessories, I don't just mean, oh, that's a nice little thing there. How about some Star Wars? How about some Marvel, some DC, some Game of Thrones? Cufflink has all the greatest high-end accessories that you could want if you want to look good. And they have the fun stuff, too. All the stuff that I mentioned, all the geeky stuff that we love. So head over to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20, save 20% off today. Thank you, Cufflinks. Cufflinks.com. Welcome to Daily DVR Presents The Mayor of Kingstown, baby. My name is Axel. With me today is Heath. We're both going to talk in a second, but first I'm going to do the opening spiel. You can find out more about us at dvrpodcast.com, and we would love to hear your feedback this season as we cover each and every episode, that's 10 episodes, of The Mayor of Kingstown premiering on Paramount Plus, baby. That's right. It's a streamer. All 10 episodes hit us at dvrpodcast.com at gmail.com i would love to create a section of feedback for every episode but we can only do that if we get it from you that's dvrpodcast at gmail.com if you've heard our other podcasts you know who we are but for those who don't i'm going to let heath start out telling you a little bit about himself i'll tell you a little bit about myself then we're going to dive right into the renner goodness (laughs) <laughs> I like it. Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm Heath Solo, a.k.a. My real name's Heath Sentazo. I'm an actor, producer, living in Hollywood. But years ago, I started podcasting The Lost Podcast as I how, how I met Axel. God, over 10 years ago. And my co-host, Wendy, she couldn't be on one pod. So I named the pod Heath is Solo. And then it just stuck. And Heath Solo became my podcasting name. So, uh... We've been podcasting for years. We worked for a company called TV Talk uh, for, for like a year and a half. That um, was shut down. It, you know, the business model and or whatever. It just the owner was trying to figure out exactly what to do. We were podcasting about every show, um, but it was just in the infant, inf, um, the beginning stages. I was sure, what, what was I looking for? Axel, infinite, infinite. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes Axel will correct me on my <laughs> words. I use the wrong words at times. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I love TV and film. Uh, me and Axel have known each other for over well over ten years. There was a groomsman at my wedding. We love podcasting together. We created the DVR Podcasting Network so we could get uh, going because we used to do shows on the old talk shoe and then through every different type of device known to man. Uh, But, you know, it's great now. And, uh, you know, we're big. We did, we did, we have a Mindhunter podcast. We loved Mayor of Easttown. We love these gritty TV shows. 
Um, you know, we're big fans of The Wire, huge fans. So this is right up our alley. So me and Axel decided it's probably not, you know, it's a, you, you, usually you do a podcast and it's a lot of it's theory based and you get all excited about different theories like we did in Lost. But for this one, it may not be so much theory based, but it's just going to be so interesting. And we love this kind of content. So we're happy to get into the Renner goodness. We love Taylor Sheridan. Uh, and love everything he does. So I'm excited, Axel, to take this on with you each week. Yes, I am very excited, extremely. As Heath has said, a little intro about myself. Um, I've been working in TV and film for about two decades. I was an editor, a cameraman on a lot of video projects and film stuff. Started PAing in Manhattan. I'm from New Jersey. So both Heath and I have been on the sets and have done this stuff, and we like to try to look at it through that lens. But I also had the opportunity to work at the best video store in the world, World of Video, which was in Greenwich Village in Manhattan. I ended up teaching video and production for about 10 years in North Carolina, running a uh, public access TV station, and now I'm a stay-at-home dad. And this is what we do. We talk about TV and film. We try to bring a perspective of people who have actually done it. But also we're fans. So we're going to fanboy it out and have fun. And like Heath said, we're huge fans of Yellowstone, Sons of Anarchy, all these type of shows. You know what? I feel like this is like kind of um, the prestige CBS type show, right? Solo, it's like, it's still got a lot of dudes being gruff, right? Men and guns and, st and, and criminals, but this is a little higher level, you know? And uh, we, I'm super excited to be talking about the mayor of Kingstown. And I also want to give a shout out to Kate and Brittany from Paramount for hooking us up with some screeners so we can get this episode to you on the early side just as uh the premiere drops on paramount plus they might have dropped two episodes if they did we'll be back soon with the second episode but the plan in the beginning was just to drop one um but if you're listening to it later in streaming it's not going to matter to you because as these podcasts go we got a good amount of listeners in the beginning but then this show is going to be sitting on there for years to come and people will find the podcast. So if you're finding this years later, welcome. And that's enough of the intro. Let's start talking about the fucking show because we are getting into it in the first episode. Now, we, oh, are, we, we of course are talking all spoilers. So every episode we do. We're talking about the whole episode. I guess they call it spoilers, but I mean, why else w would you listen to us talk about it if you hadn't watched the episode? I don't know. <laughs> Kids Maybe they just like us, Polo. I know. They I don't get know. it. It's, you know, people call it like full spoilers for the episode, but you know, you watch the episode, so it's not a spoiler. But anyway, let's just get cut right to it. We're going to go over the whole show. We've got a ton of information to impart to you about its creation and all that. But the first thing I want to ask you, Solo, is <laughs> did you see it coming? Did you see that Mitch McCluskey, our hero here, Kyle Chandler, coach, you know, the whole thing I had going, Solo and Folo, Chandler and Renner. Well, we ain't going to have no Chandler in this <laughs> series because <laughs> he did. What did you think, man? How did that uh, hit you? What do you what do you have to say about it? 
Well, I didn't see it coming. I thought this was a Chandler Renner show. <laughs> I love Jeremy Renner, so I'm in. Taylor Sheridan, I'm in. But I'm a big Kyle Chandler fan. So it freaking broke my heart right away. <laughs> right away, Fredo or Alberto broke my heart. They killed him off. And I'm like, okay, maybe he survived. Maybe the bullet just grazed him. No, <laughs> no. And I watched it a day before you did. And I sent you a text and I was excited. You go, did you like the episode? I'm like, dude, I loved it, but I didn't want to give it away. And, and oh my God, I, I, there were like three characters in this show. We'll get to it. That I really was like really involved with. And all three of them are dead. Uh, Alberto, the stripper, and of course, <laughs> our mayor. Now, my question to you is Axel. So he's the mayor, but yeah. yet in the voiceover, mm-hmm. our boy Jeremy Renner, Mike McCluskey, is like, I'm the mayor of Kingstar, whoever yep, his line was. Yep. You're talking. And so I'm like, can they really have two? Ma- I mean, I know it's, it, it's one's mayor by title, the other, you know, they work together. But looking back i'm like huh mm-hmm. maybe they you know they, they were giving us little Definitely. bits and pieces but but and even on imdb uh kyla chandler's listed for 10 episodes now i don't know if there's going to be flashbacks uh, at all of, of his character but or they're just doing that so you don't watch the first episode know he's going to die but Man, it, it it messed me up, dude. I mean, I was into it and and everything, but I, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed, to be honest with you. I wanted Kyle Chandler in the show, and uh, but they did it, and it really sets up the show. Yeah, it, it definitely. I mean, it, I'll 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 say there's two different ways to look at it. Do you think that they pulled it off properly, right? And was I kind of was I surprised? And those are really two separate things. This time mm-hmm. they got me both ways. I felt it coming, but because we've been doing this for so long and I have to get myself into two kind of modes. And that is the I'm just going to watch the show mode and then I'm going to watch it again and take notes and look at what happened and check certain scenes. But for my first time viewing, I really I watch it with my wife. I cast it. We got the screener, but I still was able to cast it up to the TV from my computer. So we watched it normal style, even though it did have the watermark with your email address. A little distracting. My wife was like, is that going to stay on the whole time? I was like, yes, honey. It's what you you given the give and take. But um, anyway, (laughs) I felt it for the reasons you said. Number one. He starts out saying, "I'm the voiceover begins, I'm the mayor of Kingstown. I never wanted this life, but I was born into it. I haven't been able to escape it. That's Jeremy Renner saying it. Then we get right. this scene with the kid and the tennis ball, which sets up kind of their whole deal. I think that was really very brilliant. And that's kind of like a Taylor Sheridan thing. He loves those little, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, you know, there there is a lot of Kurt Sutter uh, you know, they're in the same wheelhouse with animals too, you know, SOA. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's well, a lot Taylor of, Sheridan was an actor yes, in SOA. Exactly. You know, as he, a, yeah. So there's the link there. Yeah. And he helped him um, in his career as well. Um, in the right. same way, we'll talk about Taylor Sheridan helping Hugh Dillon. Cause this in many ways 
is really, I think, Hugh Dillon's show just as much. But long story short, the ne- the first scene we get between Kyle Chandler and Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner says to someone, "You who is he? He's the mayor, right? When that happened, right. I was like, okay, beep, beep, like alert, alert, something's off here. Okay, we're going to find something's going to happen. Then when Alberto enters the scene and what a start. I wish he would have. St- I thought he was going to be like a bad dude. Guy the whole series. I did, too. I love this dude. He was so good. Yeah. And he was, you know, sometimes there's these character actors who play the, the heavies, the Latino heavies. And a lot of them you've seen for so many years that. At times, it's tough to, oh, that's the dude. He was in The Closer, but he's playing a badass now. And you're like, but I've seen the good side of him. This guy, I've seen him in other stuff, but I could. it was one of those I couldn't pinpoint what. But he was so dead on perfect. Like, he freaked me out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, he was playing it well. And and I wish he was going to, it was going to be more of trying to find this guy, of course, they, uh, <laughs> they found they him. They get rid of him. <laughs> they found him. All right. Yeah, uh, definitely, man. Uh, he, yeah, he was great. But um, I, I don't know as it, as the episode progressed, it it started to kind of dawn on me that we're really concentrating more on Renner and and Kyle Chandler was in a sense just playing this elevated hero role we weren't getting deeper into him and i thought okay maybe that'll maybe mm-hmm. we're gonna go where he are in is through jeremy renner but then as soon as alberto showed up at the i was like he's never gonna let him live i we you know what i'm saying like i've seen too many shows like this we watch yellow so we've seen other taylor sheridan stuff he there he's not gonna all of a sudden say to him okay i'll let you live no I, I, yeah, I knew, I and I was that. just waiting for it to happen. And then when it happened to, oh, and then to go back and see the body again, that was just like a definite, like, oh. guess what? He's really dead. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> that was on purpose, I felt. I felt that was good writing, too. Like, I feel like they were in the writing room and saying, we need to show the body. We need to show him see his dead brother so we know that. He's the mayor now that it has passed, you know, like the queen is dead. Long live the queen, whatever. The king is dead. Long live the king. (laughs) Um, But it really I I have to say, I think that's my feeling how the show did it. I think it was perfect. I think that they dropped little clues, but not too many and not showing the third brother a lot. Kyle, who is obviously going to become the secondary star with Jeremy right, Renner. Right. Um, great actor, too. He's been in a ton of stuff. I mean, just great casting in this whole thing. Um, I, I I really I was I was upset, but I was OK because I have to admit I'm more of a Renner guy than a Ch- I love Ch- Kyle Chandler. But for this show, I just felt like this was a Renner vehicle, man. Oh, totally. And and that's the thing. I mean, I love Kyle Chandler. Again, big fan. Uh, but I did see it as, okay, this would be great for the two of them. But I think for Renner to shine and do his thing, it needs to be his vehicle. 
And, and I just felt that coming in now. I mean, think about the complex character, the emotions he's gone through in this episode. Like even when he's in the car and he's like going 150 miles an hour and he's screaming, you know, he's, he, he's emotional when he goes to see his mom and he's like, not, you, you know, the dynamic with the two of them. And so I'm just like, God, Renner is so damn good. And again, it, it's just, he is the perfect Renner to me is a cross between Steve McQueen and Denzel Washington. Let me explain. He's like got the that. presence of he's got a presence of a Steve McQueen, a coolness about him. He's not the most like beautiful person, but he's that rugged 70s leading man. Pacino, De Niro, McQueen. I mean, McQueen's probably in his younger years was more, you know, Paul Newman-ish, but like he became like that since Bullet came that kind of gritty yes you know 70s star that just handsome man that just had the sex appeal renner is that and he can act the likes of a denzel the emotions without showing too much but you see it he he's like the two of them combined and he really has so much range and as an actor myself i see this and i'm just like i'm taking notes the actor minded me like oh my god what he did here how he, you know he's just so damn good that I'm so excited to go on this journey with him. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's a, a great way of describing it because you're right in that, in that scene where he sits down in the room with his dead brother, that brought me back to why he has won an Academy award because the like you said the subtlety it didn't need to be this you know like tears stream it it was exactly like you saw the tears you saw the pain you saw the life and it, that's all you needed and you didn't need to stay there very long either right um and i right. think that that's the mark of good acting too we don't we didn't need a 30 minute take on there we got that done in less than 30 seconds and I felt it. And the, even just him pacing around, not even talking to his other brother who's sitting there, right. right? He walks right past him. I thought that that was brilliant. There's just, this is, this is some great shit here that I'm, I'm really digging it. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I was really in it for Renner. And so I am happy that. I would have been more upset if he had been taken out, though I'm no, yes. nothing against Kyle Chandler. Nothing against um, our boy Kyle Chandler. Right. But if it was just a Kyle Chandler vehicle, it wouldn't have the same. Um, it, it would have had to, I think it would have had to have been done differently um, if he was kind of the central role. With Re But you're right. If we lost Renner in the first episode, I, I don't know if I'd be doing a pod right <laughs> no, I would. But, well, but it would have it definitely the show probably would have taken yeah. on a different spin yeah though i would have liked to seen we should say we're probably not going to have much time to talk about the rest of the season it would have been fun to see kyle chandler in this role i like when he's a little more gritty i like when he right, is right because, you know, the coach role really got him on this like almost priestly like level with some people where he has to play like this super dad kind of guy. 
And mm-hmm. I think he's actually really talented at playing a kind of a scumbag, which he has played in some roles of questionable character. And even Coach was sometimes of questionable character. But I think that right. it would have From been, Friday Night Lights. Yes, just in case. That's, that's what I keep on talking about. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, Coach, uh, Mrs. Coach. Coach um, but I would have liked to seen him in this role. So it, it is a loss, of course. I, I had looked forward to talking about them too. Um, but I am interested. In, I like the idea of Renner taking over and being the lead. Um, let me get, let me get, let me jump into some of my uh, little background stuff solo. Oh, cool. Before, I like yeah, before we talk a little bit more about the episode. I do want to jump in because I did, we did a little research and also I think it's worth noting. So as we had talked about, this show is star, is created by Hugh Dillon and Taylor Sheridan. Now, a lot of people know Taylor Sheridan from the many, many films that he has written and he's become a director as well. Right. The, the, the film, I think Hell or High Water was kind of the movie that really put him put him on the uh, on the radar yeah, his, of everyone. The, the screen the screenplay was nominated for an Oscar. Yes, um, but he did really, write Sicario yeah. too. Yeah, which was really the first Sicario Hell as High. well, or mm-hmm. Sicario and Sicario Two because there's two ah, Sicario. both of them. Yes, all right. Yes, all right. both of them. Um, uh, also, Wind River, which starred Jeremy uh, Renner. Yep, it reunites them. The series reunites them together. Yes. And uh, which al- is pretty cool. And also, that was the first appearance of Hugh Dillon in a uh, Taylor Sheridan production. And it turned, ah. what I did, what I found out is, and this is a quote from Hugh Dillon, I'll just read it out. He says, Taylor was my acting coach 15 years ago. Um, I had just finished a movie called Down to the Bone, uh, and Taylor told me, you should go to L.A. I had drug issues of all sorts. I was in and out of rehab 15 times. So this guy's had a life, Hugh Dillon. Um, Mm -hmm. And he said to me, dude, you can do this. We just put the work aside some days because we procrastinate. We just talk about dreams and our lives. And we talked about what kind of show we would make if we could. And it turns out that Hugh Dillon is from a town that had nine penitentiaries. So just like Kingstown, which has seven penitentiaries in 10 miles, he is also from a town like this. And guess what? His mom was a teacher. Um, And he talks about how a lot of this script came from his own life and that they wrote it 10 years ago oh wow um and he and what happened is uh he said come and be in wind river meet jeremy renner they met each other but this all happened (laughs) a while ago right um and it wasn't until that hugh dillon who plays the uh sheriff on yellowstone and who is also a cop again in in our show <laughs> Kingstown as well um that they they tried to kind of finish the script tighten it up and sell it and obviously at this point Taylor Sheridan has a lot of weight behind his name uh so they were able to sell the script to Paramount Plus 
and uh, to Paramount and to get the uh, get the thing made. And now here they are together. So it's kind of a cool story, man. It's a great story. It really is because, you know, you have uh, different – you make connections in Hollywood and everyone goes, oh, it's who you know. That's – yeah, that's a big part of it. But a lot of it too. Uh, for example, I for people who don't know, I just finished producing and I'm the lead in this uh, new film that's going to come out next year called The Star City Murders. And I wrote it and then I – my director kind of took it over. We changed the movie. Then he kind of wrote it. And the relationships I made just on this film alone with the actors we hired and everything, the relationships start to build. And now I'm thinking of our second project. And I'm thinking, of course, going to use probably you know, a lot of the same actors because we, 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 we formed a relationship and we know what they can play. And we just enjoyed working with them. And that's how it happens in Hollywood. I mean, yeah, it's who, it's who you know. And it's, sometimes that's, a bad it seems like a bad quote unquote thing but it's it's like in every business i mean you know in regular jobs you may know someone who's managing a place and you know definitely they're like hey you know you know it happens and in hollywood especially when you got such creative minds going on uh you know it's just you, you give people a chance and a perfect example it's funny when i was doing a web series back in the day um one of the actresses we hired was Jess McCallan, who was on DC, uh, DC uh, Stars of Tomorrow, whatever that show's called. Legends she of was Tomorrow. On a, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, yeah, Legends of Tomorrow. She was on an ABC family show with Son from Lost as a regular. But the web series was her first job, and at the time she was dating Jeremy Renner. So we were driving together to one of the locations, and she was kind of telling me about early his career, how you know he did Dahmer and how he, you know, that – really got him on his name up and then he did yeah. SWAT and and she was telling me like you know it was, for him it you know it was a lot of hard work and like everything and, and and how hard of a worker he is and it was pretty cool to kind of hear it from his girlfriend at the time um but you know it, it really the stuff I heard about him it really like inspired me and it, it and it really made me follow his career more because I know he's a hard worker I mean he was waitering and he finally you know got did this little independent movie Dahmer and then it went from there and he's just you could tell i mean the guy works his ass off so that's why we're big fans and we like what he does and but it, but when you when you get that inside perspective you know it's just it, it, it's good to hear like and, and it motivates you yeah and i think that it for me it's just about like you're talking about creativity and having fun and like Hugh Dillon's talking about, they're just dudes working on something, talking about what they wish they could make. You know, a lot of people think that, oh, you're on a TV show. You can get something made. That's not true. It takes a yeah. lot, you know, even to get through that door. So to make, to write something like this, work on it, hold it for 10 years on many different projects. And basically it's kind of funny. You could think about, if you'd ask him, maybe Hugh Dillon would say, hey, I was actually playing this role on Yellowstone. I was thinking about this character. You know what I mean? Because this, right, this right. had been in my head for so long. Um, so right. I took elements of that and they inform each other. And like we're talking about, whether it's the work Taylor Sheridan did on Sons of Anarchy, Yellowstone, the different people that you work with can inform your the further work you do. And that's why I really enjoyed this first episode 
because I felt like the elements of those shows that I enjoyed, which is a centralized location that is a character. Kingstown is a character in this show. The prisons are characters in this show. That life is a character in this show. And I really enjoy that. And that's the same thing with Yellowstone, the same thing with Hell or High Water. Like these are um, a connection to nature which is something that they have, right? And I think that Hugh Dillon bringing in his own experience growing up in a town like this, which is really interesting because I was just watching the Attica documentary on Showtime. Not, not now, the tra- is that That's not the Mikey Hall one, yes, right? Yes, I was going to say. One. Oh, it is? No, well, our, oh, sorry. our good friend Mike Hall made a documentary called Betrayal at Attica, which is fantastic. That's on uh, HBO Max. Go check it out. But there's a different documentary called Attica uh, that was made. Uh, I think the gentleman's name is St- Stanley Johnson or Stanley Clark. I can't remember. Great documentary filmmaker that just premiered on Showtime. But Mike's documentary is more about from the perspective of Liz, uh, Fink, and the lawyers for Attica. The the Attica documentary on Showtime takes a little different approach of really looking at the town of Attica, too, and how everybody who worked there worked at the prison. Um, You know what I mean? Like, and if they, and you'd think that not just as guards, but as, you know, a healthcare worker, a teacher um, in the shop, you know what I mean? Like, as a mechanic or whatever. So that to me was really, it's like, wow, this is timely as well with everything that's happening in our country too. People talking about different issues around police enforcement and prisons. I think this is interesting too, because in a lot of the stuff that I had read previously, the interviews that Hugh Dillon did, he talked a lot about that they want to kind of, that's what they want to show about this is that if the prison system worked, you wouldn't need people like this smoothing things mm-hmm. over, right? So there's right. there's a certain social justice angle that I think is important and interesting in the show as well. But overall, it's that whole hodgepodge of stuff. And it's also the crazy, violent, nuts shit, which I we got to admit... <laughs> It's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like, hey, if you saw the the first episode of season four of of uh, Yellowstone, you know what I'm talking about. That's going to happen in this show, too. And we get a little bit of it here. Um, but, you know, the machine guns in the streets, you know, it's sometimes fun to watch. I'm not I'm kind of an anti-violent guy, but <laughs> it can be fun to watch. Um, all right. Let's talk. You know what, Heath? Let's jump into. Did you have anything else you want to talk about kind of introing the show? You want to jump into the plot points? No, I, th- I think you hit it. And again, our, one of our favorite shows of all time, The Wire, the city was its own character. Yeah, like it, yep. it just it's the same thing. And when you don't just rush it, I'm glad this is on. And, you know, one of the differences with network TV, a lot of times they don't network TV. They don't seem to have the time to uh, because everything's got to be 43 minutes plus commercials and you know it it, 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 there's certain things on network tv you if if you go too slow people drop out whereas when you're on cable or a streaming service it allows for the extra um you know scene building world building kind of thing and 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 you it's weird because when you're watching it week to week on network you don't know 
okay, it's going to be a reruns in two weeks. You know, here it's 10 consecutive weeks. So, you know, you've got 10 episodes. You just know it. With network TV, sometimes they order six and then see how it does. Then they order the rest of the season. So the writing can be pigeonholed a little bit. We're here. We know we got 10 episodes. We're doing a whole arc. And that's why it allows in the beginning to do stuff like that and get us into it. Because we know it's all where the story is going and how long it's going to be. Yeah, baby. Most deaf. So let's talk about that story. Um, we're, I mean, right away, we talked about, we're introduced to Mike McCluskey, who is Jeremy Renner. Let's talk a little bit about it by kind of this story by character too. Cause I think that's interesting. Okay. Um, we find out that the, the, the thing that separates Mike from his brother, Mitch, who is, uh, for this episode only the mayor of Kingstown is that <laughs> Mike has an experience of being in prison. He is a, uh, he, he spent time. We don't know how long, right? Uh, right. We, we do know though, that it was actually in one of the prisons or the main prison in the town. Um, because he says in the voiceover and they still kept me here. Right. Even when I serve time, uh, he right. seems to want, he seems to have had a plan to get out. He talks about being a chef and uh, with his younger brother at one point with Kyle being a cooking and he Kyle says you'd never mess up a a a, uh, a meal though we don't see him cook at all though right we don't see that in the episode you fi you figure you might I get don't a think he shot. had time to cook <laughs> he didn't have time to cook he had other things he'll cooking. be cooking in two episodes probably yeah. that's what I'm waiting for a cooking they mention it so I want to know is he, what kind of chef is he let's you know we gotta have to we gotta gotta figure this out. <laughs> I'm going to say he likes to cook with a lot of meat. That's what I'm going to guess. All right. For this show, I think he's probably not going to be a baker, but you never know. They could throw okay. one at us. Yeah, um, you never know. But Dual Mike threat. seems more like the heavy, right? He seems like he is actually doing the dirty work, getting the kid to send the tennis ball, meeting with the guards. Whereas Mitch just kind of sits in the office, makes the calls and makes the call. Right. And he right. makes the decisions. What did you think about their dynamic as it developed early on? Because we get to see them in a couple, you know, we have the first uh, scene where Mitch is talking to a gentleman about how his son beat up a guard and he can't, you know, he can't fix the system for him. He's still going to serve time. Right. Um, but he seems more like the Godfather, whereas Mike is set up a little bit more like the Sonny, right? The tough yeah, guy. I was just going to say, I'm like, don't say that. Yeah, don't say Michael just yet. It's no, Sonny. It's Sonny. You, you hit it. You hit it 100%. Yeah, I, I, well, it's funny through the previews, I assume just from the previews, that Jeremy Renner was a cop mm -hmm. and that his brother was going to be like, that's what a I politician yes. yep. who's going to be like, dude, you can't do stuff like this. Like I thought it was going to be the good guy, bad guy, brother dynamic. I didn't think it would, was going to be, you know, Godfather and Sonny Cor Cor Corleone dynamic. Um, I, I, so I got a different read 
on everything. And now look, thinking of the trailer after what, you know, with um, Mitch getting killed. Now you understand why he's beating up a Russian <laughs> in the bar and he's doing things. And I'm like, ah, and then he's gone to prison. So it, it, I was, I was like, Oh, they're like kind of on the same side. They go um, to see uh bunny. Uh, the, the crypt leader. Uh, yep. And they both go together. Like the mayor's there with, you know, talking with, you know, criminals out in the open. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, he's not one of the politicians to hide. Mm-hmm. He he's out in the field. That's a with good his point. Brother. That's a good point. He did. He does. But that's only because it was really important, right? He needed right, to right. talk to the big guy. So that's when he comes out and it's it because I wonder how this dynamic's going to change when the heavy takes over the role of the charismatic leader, because that's really who Kyle Chandler is. We find out later through yes. their, through their mom, Miriam, Diane Weist, amazing oh, actress. actress. I mean, come on, how many uh, Woody Allen films, television, we can't even go, we, we, we could spend an hour. Law and Order, more. baby. She uh, was on Law and Order every, for a bunch of seasons. She's amazing. She's a national treasure. And the fact that they got her for this show made me think like that was a big get too. She is, that's, that's a heavyweight. But we find out that their father led, did this first. He kind of started this, right? And Tyler right. and Kyle Chandler, uh, Mitch, took over for the dad. So he is that charismatic guy. How is now that Mike is taking control and we see, we see the situations that he's more comfortable with and the way he, even the way he handled himself when Bunny's guys pulled out all their guns, which was an awesome oh, what scene. what a great scene. <laughs> that was a little... Oh, my God. That was SOA time, baby. That was like, everybody's yeah. got a gun. It's I was crazy. like, where's Jax Teller? <laughs> and Marky Moon Jr. Where oh, are they? Oh, man. They're coming... Re- <laughs> yeah, right? Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's, gonna, it's a whole different dynamic. Um, and I think that that's, that's obviously what this show is centered on is now is how Mike is going to take over for Mitch and is he going to, is he going to change what he does? Is he going to question whether he's really helping people? Um, There's a lot of good questions. We really have two main plot points this episode. And the first one is when we find out about it is when Mike meets with Ed and Tim, the prison guards uh, Tim, mm-hmm. Tim's nephew has gotten himself in some trouble, but first let's talk about James Jordan, who we've seen in everything that Kyle, yeah. that, uh, um, Taylor Sheridan has done. And he showed up in so much, he was, he right away. I saw him too. And it made me feel at home. Right. Well, especially if you've seen wind river, yeah, him and Renner, I mean, there's some major things in that movie with the two of those actors, uh, so it was interesting to see them buddy buddy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's real, and he's just he's he's great character actor, and and I you know I feel like I I feel like he'll get a he'll get a shot at some point to be a lead. I feel like you know TV and streaming is changing, and just like you said, the way that Renner has that kind of character lead slash lead appeal, 
I, I think that James Jordan does too. So I liked seeing him in this. And we were even trying to yeah. figure out, like looking on IMDb, oh my God, how much stuff has he been in? But the deal is, and this was kind of, we had to watch this a couple times too, folks. So basically, Tim's nephew made friends with a prisoner. They're joking around, having a good time. This prisoner asks him to deliver a letter to his friend outside of the prison because another guard, he claims, was blocking his mail. It turns out that this is a hook. And the hook is he had the, pri the prison guard deliver drugs and money to another known crip. So they have him on both ends, right? Right. And they did this to ensnare Tim's nephew into their trap and then get him to do whatever the fuck they want him to do inside the prison. And obviously this falls within the purview of the mayor of Kingstown. Uh, dun, dun, dun. So he turns, so Tim and his buddy um, Ed turn to Mitch and Mike to figure it out. Now, it took us both a little while to figure this out because like in a lot of these shows we're talking about, and I suspect it'll happen again this season, the plot points are going to flow fast and furious. Vin Diesel style. <laughs> what did you think of this situation? Okay, so I, my, my confusion was I kind of got it and I'm like, I realized that dynamic, especially when the nephew is in the in, in the cell and he's like, I got you, you're my bitch and all that. And, you know, I'm like, oh, this is really bad because it's like, you know, once you get taken advantage of, you, it, you know, they got you and he's got dirt on him. So I understood why. But I was like, all right, he passed a letter. What's what's the big deal? <laughs> But then you figure it all out the hook and then they're going to want you to do more and you're, 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 you're the law. You can't do this stuff. It's not yeah. just like passing a letter to a girlfriend outside, but what if the letters like killed this person and then you're, you're, you know, you're, you're hooked in. Yeah. Uh, so it took me a little bit to figure, to realize how bad the situation was. Then I realized it and then, but I was like, okay, what is the point? they're going to intercept the letter. They, they make a deal with bunny, I guess, you know, with the tennis ball to do something for him. They negotiate, you know, FedEx. And, uh, so I was like intercepting. So is the, has the letter gotten to them yet? Like, I, that's what I don't understand. Axel, maybe you can help me out. Okay. They're going to intercept the letter. So is it before it gets to someone or it's just, you know, that's where I'm confused. Okay. I honest. think, I think that, like FedEx, it is both a real thing and a metaphor. Right. So they're going to intercept, which means they want to get back whatever evidence they have that either has the cop's fingerprints, whatever on it. Okay. That they can prove. Okay. But secondarily, they want to intercept it by eliminating the situation too, by getting the message to Bunny, don't fuck with this guard anymore. Tell your man okay. inside to stop. That's why um, That's why Mike was happy that it was a sanctioned thing. 
he was like, is this prisoner with anybody? And they were like, yes, he's a crep. And then he was like, okay, good. Because he had, because that's a business like any other business, he can now communicate with the manager of the local crips, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, like he said, it's an industrial complex, right? So everything, it, the, the town is in business for the prison. So whether it's a sanctioned or unsanctioned, everyone still has their hierarchy. So he can then deal with the hierarchy, which is bunny. So if it was not, if this was just some dude, they would probably be in a whole different situation because they would probably have to strong arm him or, or it, and you know, they seem to have a code where they say, we're not the mafia. We don't kill people. We don't take people out. Right. So they're not, they don't seem to be in the business of committing what they consider to be crimes. They just bend the law. Right. They get right. the drugs in there, but the way they get the drugs in there is by satisfying someone else that the, so someone doesn't get killed or hurt, you know? So instead of using a prison guard and then putting him, getting him in trouble possibly, and then that, that elevates to them, a, a, a guard allowing them to shank someone, they, the, the mayor of Kingstown comes in and smooths it over and turns it into a nonviolent situation. Right. This okay. is this. Yeah. Is, and I think this is what we're going to be dealing with ethically throughout the show, which is are is what the what's the line of what they're doing? Are they really doing something that's good? Are they really smoothing out the kinks of a broken system and doing what the law can't do because it just wants to incarcerate and hurt people? especially people of color in this situation, right? Um, that's the question that I think we're going to face throughout this season. Uh, but basically, yeah, and, it's a metaphor, I believe. Yeah, and there's the rub is that thing that happened in the prison with the guard and the, and the inmate, that basically everything was a plan to go to fix it, and that just escalated, and then, then that turned it around because that scene was crazy. He's right. beating him and then he put well, smashes he his did head. that, right? That's the problem is that this nephew, uh, we didn't, I was a little surprised there because I thought we would get a scene with Tim when he goes to his nephew and he says, yo, chill. We've got right. the mayors taking care of this, but it seems as though they did not communicate this to the nephew because they didn't trust him. And it resulted in the nephew taking it into his own hands, which further exasperated the situation. Exas Did I say that right? I don't. I'm from New Jersey, people. Give me a break. Dude, I'm from Rhode Island. I, <laughs> hey, Where he's so, close, baby. But what, so you get my point. But that's, yeah, no, I he do. Fucked and, it up. and that really, yeah, it really clarifies it. I was in the next cell and I, I saw it all happen and I had to shut me up. Uh, but like, when, you know, when he, he smashes his head, and then he puts him on top of him. Mm -hmm. Do you think he was expecting him to wake up and start punching him? Because <laughs> um, it felt like it, that was going to be like, they'll break it up. But then he like awoke and started tagging him like, yeah. oh my God. I think that that was, I think that it was a situation where he just did it. And I think that that is the, that's. I think it was a great, that's why I really liked this episode because I thought that was a really great 
situation to set up because it had so many, did he do, why is that? It had so many questions yeah. and it just basically goes to show you that the business they're in and the business of Kingstown is anything can get out of control, right? Like, yep. and that's At why any the moment. Yeah. I think that's why the mom wasn't talking to, to, to uh, Mitch and Mike. Right. And it seems to only have a relationship with Kyle is because she doesn't like what they're doing. And she thinks that they, they don't understand it. No matter what they do, it's going to result in more violence and more misunderstanding because they're just perpetuating the system. They're not actually trying to fix it or help it. And that's, that's the disagreement that they have in this situation is indicative of that because I don't think that guard knew what the fuck he was doing. He just started beating. Yeah, it was guy. very, it was very instinctual. Yes. It's not even a yep. word. Yeah. If it is, then I'm happy. But I think I that is like a move that. they pull though. Right. Yeah. Where, well, yeah, go ahead. Well, they just make it look like. He started it because he's on top of oh, me. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. I just thought he's like, oh, shit, he awoke. Yeah, I didn't know either. <laughs> he's beating that a lot of question, me. Um, to, go, to go over with the with uh, Mommy McCluskey, because <laughs> um, at first when the Native American prisoner, prisoner came up and is like, hey, can you talk to your son? I got a cousin coming in. And she goes, do I have a fuck it? You know, and she goes off. I'm thinking, oh, she she's working with the brothers and she's part of it, but she but she's like the behind the scenes, deep behind the scenes, ah, and yes. of course, and of course it doesn't. But now with Mitch getting killed, I'm wondering mm. if Diane Weiss' character will become more a part of it. Yeah, uh, you know, to to support because you know Mike's gonna be freaking. At first, he's probably going to be overloaded and with all of his emotions and trying to fix things. I'm wondering if the the relationship between him and his mom is really going to be interesting. And one other thing I really love about Taylor Sheridan is he brings an element of Native American history and what's going on now. He lo- uh, always, you're right. He, yeah. he, you know, you get educated because when you think about it, I mean. Native Americans have had it I mean, their lands taken away from them, they're pushed to reservations. They're, you know, they're, especially in Canada, there's a lot of, you know, racism going on, you know, so it, there's a lot of stuff that in the last like four years, I really, four or five years really opened my eyes to like, cause, cause you know, you live life and you're like, Oh, Indian Definitely. reservation. But then you think about why, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I love that Taylor bring even like, when Diane Weiss is teaching and she's educating and talk like, I love that he brings that part of it because it, it educates us. If you listen and watch these shows, you know, you, you learn more. And I'd like, I really enjoy that. And, you know, he does it in Yellowstone, Wind River. I mean, everything. I mean, he really brings that element. Now is Taylor Sheridan a native American um, or does he maybe have a wife that's native American or maybe he, cause, cause it's interesting that, you know, you think he's a white, I guess he's a white guy, but like, I, I wonder within his background, what, what maybe living, living close there. I don't know. Cause you know, in Yellowstone, he knows a lot about horses and cowboying and the whole, um, he wouldn't take on this, these sensitive subjects or this subject matter. If he wasn't, um, educated himself, he, uh, I'm, so, I'm actually reading about it right now. 
Um, oh, he, Taylor, this is time? this is from a Guardian article um, about okay. Taylor Sheridan, and it talks about his experiences with Native American culture began in his twenties. He grew up in Texas. He went to L.A. to pursue acting. And he was just basically looking for an outlet to solve the awfulness of this massive city. And he visited a sweat lodge with a Native American friend and became enamored with the Lakota belief in the great spirit. Uh, and he, this is a quote from him. I was like, this is the most ridiculously beautiful religion I've ever heard. So it's just a personal uh, experiences and something that he then worked into a lot of almost all of the things he's right. written. I mean, Wind River was amazing. Um, Ugh, and yeah, you're right, man. So. And I think, you know what, you find a real connection, you know, when Yellowstone, he plays the, um, the horse rider and horse trainer. Right. Right. And, yep. um, I think that he just is a dude who has a connection to the land and, yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it, I mean, it comes up in this, obviously we see it with the bear and how this episode ends. And, uh, um, oh, that was a great scene with the bear. That's the, uh, I love it, that shit. It how so they're, they're talking about it during the episode, right? He's like fucking bears. Oh my God. And they're like, what are you with fucking bears? <laughs> you know? And then you see the bear eating out in the wild. He takes the gun you know, is he scared? Is he loving? But then it's kind of like he is that bear, right? There, there's the there's, bear's just looking for food, yeah. not trying to harm anyone, just trying to survive. Yeah. And you know, most people would panic and start shooting at it, but you know, let it be. It's nature, and you know, if the bear's coming after you, sure, you got to defend yourself. But it was just a nice moment, Axel. It, it was just it slowed down the episode a bit and brought. Like you're saying with Taylor Sheridan and, you know, in land and his his connection with, you know, nature. And it just was a nice, simple scene that made a hell of a lot of sense if you really just watch it and take it all in. And, and it just really I was like, oh, I was like, oh, the bear's eating. You're coming back for more. Yeah. He's not eating humans. He's just, you know, and it just like and, and that's one thing again. um, my good friend, Mike Zambelli, he's in Florida now, but he was out here for a while. He's the one that really got me into Taylor Sheridan stuff. He's like, cause he saw wind river at a screening and he's like, dude, you have to watch this film. And then he kind of said, yeah, Sicario, you know, Taylor Sheridan. I'm like, I know who Taylor Sheridan. Oh, sons of anarchy. And then I started, Oh, Yellowstone. And then I watched all his films, hell or high water. Excuse me, but so my buddy Mike really got me into Taylor, and I actually saw Wind River last of his movies because it was on Netflix, and I was going to watch it, and I just never got around to it. And then I bought the Blu-ray. I'm like, I'm watching it, and when I watched, I'm like, okay, not only is this my favorite Taylor Sheridan movie, it's like in my top 100 favorite films of all time. I do a podcast on the DVR podcast network called The Film List, where I talk about my favorite films of all time uh it's a shameless plug uh but it, it just ah it, i just love the fact that you know you have kingstown detroit outside of detroit right it's just you know but then you got the nature part too and he, he does such a great job at including that with the you know the human mindset and just 
humanity and everything where it's not just about the city. You, you see that other, you know, so it just really, uh, I, I will watch anything Taylor Sheridan's done. Oh, he wrote that. I'm watching it. He's directing that. I'm watching that. Definitely. You know? Yeah. I, so I it's just, it. it really, uh, yeah. It, it, there is a visceral idea of course of, Man versus nature, man versus man versus man, of course. The ultimate question of are we animals or are we elevated? What makes us different from the bear, right? And I think that's a lot. That's going to be at the heart of Mike taking over for Mitch. And I loved what you said, which is Miriam, their mom, how is she going to react? Because it seemed as though she has a relationship with Kyle. Kyle's a cop. That seems to be his wife there. He has a stable relationship. We know nothing of any type of family that either Jeremy Renner or Kyle Chandler has, right? We don't know if they're married, if they have a girlfriend. Yeah, we don't. We know nothing. We don't. Kids, we don't know anything. We only know that Kyle seems to have a wife and seems to maybe live with the mom. Um, And he's a cop. And she seems to respect him for what he does as a cop, but turn the other way for his involvement with his brothers. But she doesn't seem to have a relationship the way that Mike went to mom's after Mitch died, it was as though he had not been there in a very long time. He was very nervous. I don't think that they were really on speaking terms or maybe sometimes they were, sometimes they weren't. So I think you're keying into something great there, Heath, which is I believe that because now Mike is in charge and Mike is not like the dad, Mike seems to have a soul a a tenderness, maybe an artistic bend that Mitch did not have. Mitch was a wheeler and dealer, right? Will Mm -hmm. she try to help Mike by getting involved? That's the question. Right? Because I too thought that she was going to be the secret boss behind everybody, right? Like the mom running it all. (laughs) So when I found out she wasn't, I was pleasantly surprised actually, because I thought that it set up a great, a dichotomy of like a push and pull. I love, this is my more, this is the son I think I can get to. I could never get to Mitch because he's just like the dad, but Mike, mm-hmm. maybe I can get to him. And he also is this, the, I'm the middle child in the family, just like Mike seems to be. And usually the middle children tend to be the more charismatic uh, people like a Mitch because you want to get all the attention, but he is, seems a little bit, I'm, I tend to be a little bit louder than my brother and sister, but I like the way that Mike tends, seems to be a little, he's a little more centered. It seems, or like, I don't know, there's a sadness about him. We know about his past. So I think that there's a tenderness. Um, I think it's interesting that they kind of switched up that that whole brothers thing, but the three brothers thing is interesting too. But yeah, this thing, um, to get back to the, uh, the actual story point there, this thing gets out of control and it ends up where Tim's nephew beats up the guy. Like we talked about, then we get the scene where Mike and Mitch go and, and bunny pulls, you know, uh, I mean, I should say only well, Mike is only just there Mike, with the gun. Yes. Only Mike. Yeah. 
but I wanted to mention that point again only because he he has a background in being a criminal. We don't know what kind of criminal. We don't know what he did, but that was pretty fucking awesome the way he took the gun away from the guy. <laughs> and it's, Jeremy Renner, baby. And I think we're going to see some really cool action scenes because of this scene. It made me think like, okay, I could not see Kyle Chandler pulling out a gun and being like that. You know what I mean? He's like the boss. Right. That's, that's what Mike's there for. Yes. <laughs> so I think that the way it changed, it was kind of funny. Like he didn't even know his brother was dead, but the game had already changed and he had already kind of staked his ground. Right. By well, he knew his brother was dead on that scene, right? No, he didn't. When he went know. to see Bunny, no, he didn't know because then he jumped into the car and he's like, "Pick up your phone, pick oh. up your phone." Oh, it, oh, that's right. Yep. But that that was after like Bunny. I yep. mean, the the inmate was in critical condition. Exactly. Um, okay, I thought. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep, that oh, was at that. So that so it, that was an interesting. Oh, that's right, because he wasn't. Because uh, Mitch wasn't answering his phone. Exactly. That's right. And he comes Because Bunny's like, he's not taking my calls. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think that yep. it was cool, though, because, like I said, he had already taken over without knowing he did it. And and that kind right. of shows, right. in like, an, like, maybe he's more like his brother and his dad than he realizes. He has that power to be the the lead guy because he handled that situation by himself you know right so i thought that was so, kind of cool and we that, that's question. all we see of that because then we right we're we're back to, we're over to the second thing that happens which is of course oh did you want to talk or i was going to mention alberto and get into that thing that's where i was going okay, that's where i was going it. so go yeah. ahead yeah yeah I, let's do it i was just going to say i mean we see alberto he's eyeing um, what was the, the woman's name? Did you get her name? Uh, Fo- Evelyn Foley. Okay. So he's, I, oh, that's my last name. He's, he's yeah. eyeing Evelyn and when she goes and which this is all connected to the same secondary, well, really, I guess I would say it's really the main plot point, which is Mitch and Mike going to pick up money for a mafioso where a, a russian mafioso uh yes. milo sunter who we do not see in the first episode but we know it's aiden gillen famously yes, for, little finger <laughs> the wire and gave it a yeah yes. Sansa. Sansa. Uh, Sansa. From the Wire. Yes, of course. Garcetti from the Wire. Of course, Carcetti. Um, Carcetti or yeah, Carcetti. Garcetti, Carcetti, however people I forget because we have Mayor Carcetti or Carcetti <laughs> in LA. I forget but which one. We haven't seen him. And from what I hear, we're not going to, it's going to be later in the season that we see more of him, which I'm cool with that. But he's in prison. This is something that we must uh, highlight. It's said twice, but I think we have to understand why we're not seeing him. Milo is in prison. He sends his wife to pick up to Mike. Was that his wife? That was his wife. That's what they that 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 is my understanding from my rewatch and from reading a bunch of reviews that that was his wife. Why his wife is dancing naked in a club when he is like a I still have to under maybe, maybe it's not his wife. 
Maybe it's his wifey, his side piece kind of wife. Well, it seemed, yeah, it seemed like it was his wife because he's going to Mitch and basically calling in the favor, right? Giving him the map and everything. And I'm like, okay, but then you see her at the club, and I'm like, wait a minute, why is she? Why is she at the club? Are they hard up for money? I mean, I, that's you know, so I, what, that, um, that's something that maybe because when they find out that, of course, she's dead, and then Mitch dies. I thought they'd be a little more like when Joe the Russian comes in. Yeah. I thought it'd be a little more like, you know, we understand. Let's go get this scumbag. But no, it's like now you're responsible for the money. Yeah. And I'm like, what the Thank hell? You. OK, this is something uh, that we're going to have to uh, figure out as time goes on. And perhaps yeah, the plot yeah. will expose itself. But why there was less anger over her death is something yes. that I don't quite understand. I, I would guess that she was, if they were that hard up for money, then how does he still have the power? That's what doesn't make sense. There you go. Because yeah. they weren't going it, and get, they weren't getting the money because he needed it. They were getting the money because the land was going to be used and they needed to get it out of there before the land was either sold or um, built on. Right. That was the reason why they were going to get the money. And if she was his wife, don't you think she'd have some sort of protection yes, by the mafia? Yes, that's what. And exactly. not have a guy. Thank you. And, and not, not have a guy like follow her from the strip club and yes. and be able to break in uh -huh. and want his lap dances. Like that's what that. So that's something that just to keep an eye on and let's hopefully it gets answered or figured out because it you know and again that's another character I really liked. She yeah. was amazing. She, I, I have remember a theory. her from twenty. 24 oh you're right you she theory. was in theory i have a theory okay the way in which she gave alberto the very sexy lap jizz dance i'm gonna call it um because right. alberto had some fun there uh and then <laughs> yeah. she said don't leave me right and the way they spoke to each other there was an there was such a quick intimacy that i i had a question which in my mind is Either one, they're both very sad and lonely, or two, they knew each other previously. And hmm. it seems as though they did not know each other previously, but it does seem as though they were both very sad and lonely. So is, is she dancing at this club against Milo's wishes for attention? Do you see? It, it, right? Yes, I see where you're going with this. Yep. So, and is she, does she have a strained relationship with Milo that is leading her to eschew all the entrappings of having a Russian 500 pound guy at the door protecting her or taking her all the way home, not just to her car, you know, um, that is that those are some questions that I had as well. Because it seemed a little weird that someone so powerful would leave someone so important to him in a position and like she, this. And she has the map. Yes. Like, isn't that isn't that the most critical thing? If that's you know two hundred grand that you need. Yep. Now, the fact that it's only two hundred grand, maybe they are hard up for money. Who knows? We, you know, I don't know. I, I you know, we, we, we. That's it's only been one episode. We'll, I'm yeah. sure, it'll be relayed to us. But like, you know, so some of those holes, you know, and the fact that she just grabs the gun, like instead of, you know, granted, he's in that she's all cool. But when she tries to shoot him, that was such a 
realistic, like, oh, it was crazy. But it was just like, you know, so what's the dynamic there? Did she know he was going to kill her? Was she just like, get the fuck out of my house? It's uh, You know, she was so calm and then grabbed the gun yeah. and then it went to shit. So that's why I think they play. It was very. It. I both enjoyed and was a little confused by this. And this is a style, right? It is. They we are we are being led into this world and perhaps in her, in, in the world that she exists in continuing to play this role, even after a person has broken into her house is what she mm-hmm. falls back on for safety because she knows men like this. Right. And right, right. so she's saying, I'll give you that dance. Oh, cause he's uh, he, she fears that she will be raped and killed or she's thinking that's why he's there. He's there mm-hmm. because she, he thinks he, she was at the office for a reason, right? He's right. There. I think right. he has a twofold reason. One, he probably did rape her and two, he thought that he could get yeah, some kind of did. money or connection from it through the mayor. Right. right? Cause he said, you, you strolled right in and the mayor wouldn't even see me. Right. And, and, and I'm wondering why is Alberto wanting to see the mayor? Nice. Like I want to know yep. more about him. Like, why is he there? Exactly. Um, evidently it's kind of like a Godfather setting where on the wedding day, they're waiting, <laughs> he's conducting business. That's, they come in and that it really did remind you of that. And I had just watched yeah. the beginning of the Godfather. It's running on showtime right now. And I, <laughs> I, Oh I'll God, go that brings me back, man. That was like, that's like my, I have been to weddings like that. Um, so it's like, why was he? There? And at first, it's like, damn, there's a lot of hot women, in, you know, like, <laughs> like it just seemed a little out of character for yes. him because he, then he seemed very. So it was kind of that's why I wasn't sure if it was the same guy at first because I'm like, would that guy say it the way he's acting? But it but I'm was, like, is he work? Is he working alone? Did he just get out of prison? Is he was looking for work? Was he just all of a sudden saw an opportunity, put two and two together, and went back to his. Well, I would say his old ways, but probably his current ways. But was he working for anyone or was he just alone? Probably just alone. But like, I thought it was going to be a bigger Dude. event where he gets, you know. Yes. Why is he just sitting on his couch in his house waiting for the cops smoking, to kill him? Smoking dobies. Yeah. Doobies, I know? mean, I, dobies. I like dobie stereo. Yeah. <laughs> smoking dobies. Smoking dobies. There oh, is no. definitely. Again, we have seen enough of these complex um, uh, on the dark end of the street, violent man shows that nothing (laughs) ever is quite what it appears. And there's oh, you have to pick up on the little things. I think we I think that either there is something or there isn't, but it's a possibility that this that Alberto was connected to her previously and this was a part of something else and and what we witnessed there was a game they had played before right that's why it she seems like it yes. didn't yes she wasn't so shocked to see him it wasn't just it wasn't some regular John or regular you know businessman or there was a con, you know some sort of connection almost like an unspoken it's been a while I kind of think now we could be wrong, but it's, it's a possibility. Yep. Uh, and I hope they explore it. I hope it's just not 
to set up their murders and the Milo thing with the money. I hope there's more to it because it was very interesting. And, you know, again, two great actors that were killed off, well, three with Kyle Chandler. I mean, I would just like fudge because I was really like right off the bat. I'm into these characters. They had that intimate laughing, but like the non-emotion holding back emotion it was but yet they're lonely it was just it was a great constructed scene and um i just you know i have a feeling this is just gonna get better but there's a lot of things in here that made you in the first episode and i kind of like honestly axel we get a lot of tv shows where the pilot is very much um you know they give you everything i like not having everything i like being able to think and it's not just okay this is what's going to happen i mean i love my law and order and i love my you know monster of the week or whatever you call crime of the week but i i I damn well love serialized things that it takes time in order to you know get some answers or let it develop but but i'm just i enjoyed it so much i'm just so intrigued yeah yeah I, i i i totally agree with you and we're so new to this show. I mean, I think we can, based upon the work that the creators have been involved with before and their own experience as actors too, because let's not forget, like we, we mentioned, Taylor Sheridan, I think he's a great actor. Hugh Dillon is a great <laughs> actor. You know, uh, Hugh, Hugh Dillon's one of my favorites, yeah. man. I love that dude. Besides the fact of he's having so written and, and then Taylor Sheridan wrote, directed this episode, um, I, I, it could just be that they, you know, like in many shows, the secondary character actors that they hire for these roles are just outstanding. And we attach ourselves yeah. to them and create a backstory to them that is not a part of the central plot. And if that's what it is, okay, cool. And we'll get right. Used that's a great that. point, Axel. Uh, yeah, but it could that be is a great freaking point. I think something else is going on here. And I think maybe they w- and, and I think what we might find out in a sense, maybe Mitch, maybe this was a setup. Maybe there, you know, what's the story behind, you know, Mitch was not <laughs> oh, exactly. I got it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you, as you'll get to know, listening <laughs> to this pod, Axel inspires me. So when Evelyn was coming in, he basically told Mike, yeah, just go, go ahead without me. He didn't want him in the room. Okay. Nice. He did not want him in the room for yep. this meeting. I think, like you said, Mitch might have been hooked up in something totally different mm-hmm. that maybe Mike didn't know about. And I think that's a great point you just made. I think there's got to be reasons for these characters being involved, but there's something going on. I, I you know, because that I, I remembered that and I'm like, oh, yeah, he wanted to handle this. And even when he was about to go to lunch, I'll be back in an hour. He stayed to see her. Yeah. He didn't blow her off. So. I think you're right. There could be something deeper and maybe we'll get um, that storyline to find out that could be down the line. Who knows? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, man. Yeah. I hope so. The last thing I wanted to say about it is the actual scene when um, Mike shows up at Alberto's house and all the cops are there and he wants to go in and take them out and they're like, no, no. And then he's like, trust me, he is not 
leaving, you know, he's never getting up from that couch again. And then when they, right. and then the guy gives him a big smile and he goes, I do this for a living. <laughs> and he goes in and it's that same guy who's like, okay, this is what I want you to do. Pick up that gun, point it towards the ceiling. Now slowly point it towards, and they take, and it was so disturbing because I think it says something that we've set up, like they set up Mike and Mitch and this whole mayor system as something that is helping the community or helping the prisoners, right? Or keeping things, but then they, you, but then they're friends with the cops who go in and, and immediately kill him. Now they're also, they killed the brother of one of their own, right? So that has something to do with it. I think that's a stake in it as well. And everybody knew Mitch, um, but just the way the cops, that the the real the biggest crime we see committed in this episode is by police. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so well. that says something about this world, sort of. And <laughs> yeah, but I think right. I mean, they murdered the guy. There, there, there was no. Yeah, well, the other guy murdered two people. That's all. <laughs> oh yeah, I no, forgot. but that's. That's true. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I but forgot about I, that part. By law enforcement. <laughs> but yeah, you forgot about, about the rape so and murder. So maybe it's 1B. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah, the rape and murder in a in a in yeah, a execution. Was probably a little but, worse. The execution was yeah, probably nicer, as, actually. Know, like my wife, Lady Solo, when she doesn't like innocent people getting killed, but people who deserve it, she loves to see it. So she's going to love that That's true. when they that, get him. That is a good point. <laughs> that, so, but it calls into question the idea Not of justice. Right, but, yeah. I mean, right, that's what right, I think right. we're going to be dealing with. And I think that that's definitely as we go forward, I think the main kind of push and pull of this series is going to be, is Jeremy Renner going to find out that Mitch was involved in shit he's not comfortable with? Is his experiences right. on the inside going to color the decisions he makes differently from what his brother would make or how his mother is going to influence. How is Kyle, the younger brother, the cop going to play into this? Cause I there's really like him. Yeah. There's the dynamic. And I think that's the, uh, I don't want to call it checks and balances, but you got the mother who's in her zone. You got Mike who's in his zone, who's going to take over. And he even like, even Kyle's like, no, this isn't for you. Yeah. Let's just go. And he makes that, what's her name? Like he then takes it on. So it's be interesting how the younger brother dynamic, being a police officer, is he going to be that good cop where he's like, I, you can't do this. I mean, or is he just going to get sucked in and start doing Jeremy Renner stuff? You know, that'll be interesting to see yep. as well. well. The bears got to eat, baby. The bears got to eat. The bears. Is that what the name of the, our podcast is called? The bears got to eat. I think that's the what mayor it is. of Kingston. Daily DVR presents the Bears Got to Eat, a, a the Mayor of Kingstown podcast presented by <laughs> yeah. Cufflinks. Well, I, I think we reached be, the end. Yeah. yeah, we reached the end, and but I think for our diehard listeners, the Bears Got to Eat is the is the you know that's the true name of this pod. So just so you know, we'll make T-shirts and everything will be great. Yeah, we're gonna start calling them Jeremy Bearner. Bear, 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 Brenner, Brenner. <laughs> All right, that didn't Jeremy work. Brenner. We're going to sign yeah, off for work. now. I can't even talk right. Yeah. Um, this has been great, dude. I'm so glad. I mean, we uh, sometimes, uh, 
we watch something and then we podcast on it after Mindhunter. We knew it was amazing. There was no question, right? right? We have in the past done shows like a long time ago, Alcatraz, which was not so great. And it it went away. This show, I was, oh man, I was, I, we both knew we had, we knew, I mean, come on, Taylor, nothing he's done. We haven't liked all the people involved, Renner, Chandler, Hugh, everybody. And we bet we hit the jackpot because I think that already in the first episode, we've got so much to talk about. And I really enjoyed this show, and I'm going to enjoy talking about it the whole season with you, buddy. We're going to be here each and every week. If you enjoyed listening to us, please hit us up at dvrpodcast at gmail.com. I'd really love to get some feedback, get some talk going. Feed that bear, people. Send us an email. Let Let us hear what you thought. Hey, even if you didn't like it, if you have any questions we're open to it. We appreciate all the downloads. We appreciate you taking time out of your life to listen to us, Gab. Uh, check us out at dvrpodcast.com. You can join our Facebook group. You can support us at Patreon at patreon.com slash DVR. What do you have to say, Solo? I, I, I just, I'm excited. Um, you know, we've done the Game of Thrones loss where so many people, it's the phenomenon. But we also love these gritty crime shows. Like I wish I would have done a wire podcast while it was going, you know, there's so many things, you know, even sons of anarchy would have been nice to do like a 20 minute per episode of something podcast, but you know, it's a big commitment, but it just wasn't in the podcast universe kind of at that time. It was just more of a, Hey, let's talk about it on an episode of something, but this it's just, you know, we know it's 10 episodes, we love the cast, the creators. I'm just in. And I love talking about a show that truly um, is in my wheelhouse and that I really enjoy. And it's kind of the films I want to make. Yep. So it, it's just exciting. And to talk with you, of course, we've been we've been gabbing to each other for over a decade. And I just love tackling unknown new series that we both love. And, you know, well, I'm sure we'll have problems with things at times, but we're not Debbie Downers. We're not going to criticize to criticize, especially with our background, because we are filmmakers and we know how hard it is to create stuff, but we're also not going to make excuses if something doesn't feel right. Like even the stuff with the letter, me and Axel off air kind of hashed it out a little bit and tried to figure it out. And I still didn't understand it. You know, we'll bring stuff up, but we're here, you know, what? life's too short. We enjoy things. We want to deep dive into it and bring you you know, not not a podcast where hey, this is freaking terrible, and we, we're not those guys. We love something, we go into it, we explore it, we talk about it, and we have fun. And we hope you guys will enjoy the pod. And uh, like Axel said, if you want to hear more stuff from us that's not available uh, in the mainstream, go to Patreon.com/dvr, and for a couple bucks a month, you can come a patron and get all exclusive content and content first before anyone else. Yeah. So. All I got to say is, great episode. I can't wait for episode two. And Axel, you are the mayor of Kingston. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> what an episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're going we're gonna to get these episodes up. This one's up really quick. Um, but we're probably, probably the other ones will release in a more time, more, you know, give it a little more time, a Monday, a Tuesday release. 
uh, give you a little time to digest the episode. We know not everybody sees it immediately as it premieres on streaming. Um, and we do want to thank Paramount Plus again for for hooking yes. us up. That was super cool. So thanks again uh, to our friends over there. We really do appreciate you. And uh, we'll be back next week. If it does happen that they release two episodes, we'll do our best to maybe try to get that second episode out before the third premieres. Um, but we'll definitely, see. Yeah, we we'll, definitely will do that. We'll do that. But we, you never know. There was some talk of that happening. But we'll get out of here. We're having so much fun. We don't want to stop. Peace out, everybody. See you guys. All right, baby. Great job. Great first episode. The that mayor was a is in session. <laughs> <laughs>